3: All right, a happy uh, Wednesday evening to you. Fan text line, hit me there. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. I have an update at 10 o'clock. I'm on until 1030. I have an update an hour from now from a gigantic story, easy for me to say through my burps, for a gigantic story from yesterday on the show about the runaway truck sandpile, a gigantic update, something enormous. If you were listening to the show yesterday, you heard me talk about the runaway truck sandpile on um, on Green Tree, going down Green Tree Hill on the parkway, and I have a huge update. Before the hour is out, too, I'm going to tell you, every time there's a story in this vein, and you'll find out what this is. I wonder why people, humans, need to own a certain thing. And it came to the head again today in a story that I saw on the trip. Twitter hit me there. Brought to you by Hills Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. I want to roll through a bunch of calls, right? And I want your calls on this. First, listen to Kenny Pickett talking about what Deontay Johnson will end up doing, he thinks, for George Pickens.
4: I think it helped balances the, the teams out a little bit. You know, George was getting a lot of attention. He was still having success, but there was still a lot of attention going to 14's way. Um, now that 18's back out there, I feel like it kind of balances us up a little bit. So, you know, going to see how, how they play us here on uh, on Sunday and, and figure it out.
3: All right, we'll just run them out there and figure it out. And that's probably the right thing to say for Kenny Pickett. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? And let's have a big discussion about this through this segment at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Should George Pickens be treated, and I don't want to say this in derogatory terms, but should he be handled like a diva in good terms? You know, I've been thinking about this long and hard with the impending return of Deontay Johnson. For me, and this is my hard opinion, right? I and mean, we could build off of this. George Pickens has arrived. He is the man. He is the guy. And I think that this football team, this Pittsburgh Steelers football team, if they have a chance to go somewhere and do something, and I don't know how true their chances are anyway, but let's say they do have a chance. Their biggest chance of going somewhere and doing something is with George Pickens being a volume receiver, right? George Pickens being a guy that you throw to a bunch of times a game. And I mean 12, 13, 14 times a game. Now, George Pickens to this point was targeted seven times San Francisco, ten times Cleveland, six times Vegas, seven times Houston, ten times Baltimore, 40 times in five games. That's not enough for me. Just, it isn't. It should have even been more, especially with Deontay Johnson missing some time. Logic would tell me that's not going to go up, that that's going to go down. I heard Mark Caboli talking about that today when he was on uh, with Cook and Joe. He was talking about that, that you know his targets aren't going to go up. Well, let's then take that for face value, that George Pickens' targets are going to go down. I wouldn't be mad if George Pickens was mad about that. George Pickens has been somebody in this offense, I think, that has played pretty well when they've got him the football. he scored a couple times. In the Baltimore game, he averaged 21 yards a catch. In the Cleveland game, he averaged 31 yards a catch. In the Vegas game, he averaged 20 yards a catch. He goes and he catches the football, and he catches big footballs. And if the rest of the offense could function, he would catch the football one more and two for bigger plays. So right now how it works, for me at least, George Pickens – should have his ego stroked. George Pickens is going to do two things for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Going to be better and here longer than Deontay Johnson. Did you get that? If this all works out by design, George Pickens is going to be here longer and be better than Deontay Johnson. So I ask you this, again, at 412-928-9370. Don't you run the risk of losing him a little bit if you essentially demote him this week? And I think that that's what the Steelers have their eyes on. We need to get away from, or at least the people who think this, you can think how you think, I'm just telling you how I think, thinking that these two guys are equal. They're not. This is where it pays, and this is where the antiquated way of Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers is just, well, antiquated. It's okay to take a risk on a younger guy who has a trajectory that might end up being through the roof, could end up being one of the best in the AFC, and you go ahead and you throw more chips in his pile. Because look, I don't care if Deontay Johnson is mad about not getting the ball. You know why? He's not going to be here as long as George Pickens, and he's never going to be as good as George Pickens' ceiling is. And most likely as good as George Pickens truly is and will be in the NFL. So the Steelers are right on the cusp, and I'm telling you what's going to happen, of making a grave mistake that they're going to make. What will happen in this Rams game is that Deontay Johnson will jump right back into it and he'll be targeted nine or ten times. And George Pickens will be targeted four or five times. And then what will happen If that doesn't happen in this game, it'll happen in one of the next couple games, and it'll be disproportionate, and they'll expect George Pickens to be a one-trick pony again, run straight down the field, throw the football up, and him try to win an alley-oop battle and catch a big ball. And if that doesn't happen, what's going to happen is they will, because cameras catch everything, they will cut away, and cameras love drama, they will cut away to George Pickens on the sideline with a sour face. Maybe mouthing something that's not too kind of a word. And some people will say, see? See, there it is. Diva wide receiver. But put yourself in his shoes. He's going to be here longer, and he is better than Deontay Johnson. Why should he hit sixth whenever he's a cleanup hitter for this team? And what has Deontay Johnson proven, mano y mano, straight up against him, to be better than him. We can see and we predict and we call this all the time as a football-watching city. The flaws and the ills and the things that the Steelers do that you see coming a mile away. Hell, we all know Dan Moore is playing on Sunday and there's no good reason for him to play. Broderick Jones should be in there. And we know how that's going to go. I'm telling you how it's going to go. Dan Moore is going to play average, right? And then they're really going to be up against it because you're not going to be able to take them out. This is another case where the antiquated ways and the traditional ways and the ways in which the Steelers have done business forever is just not keeping up with the times. It just isn't. The way that you have to play football in 2023 is this. All right. George Pickens is young. George Pickens has a skill set. George Pickens is, well, better, and he's going to be here longer than Deontay Johnson. Pump him the rock going into this game. And if it doesn't work out, then we'll change some things around. Right? But why not take that risk with a guy that has a whole lot more upside? James is in the car. Hi, James. How are you?
5: What's up, Colin? I'm good, man. Uh, So usually, you know, you're a polarizing guy. I know you lean into that, and I typically disagree with the majority of the things that you have to say. I'm 100% uh, on board with with this take. Uh, you're right in every regard that George Pickens is just better than Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson was one of the highest volume receivers in the league. The dude still dropped three balls a game that turned into tip interceptions that get run back. He isn't reliable, but I will say this like, normally, if this was any other team, I would actually, this would be no issue because I'd say, look, if they get more first downs, everyone gets the ball more. Now George Pickens gets his twelve, uh, uh, you know, his twelve targets. Deontay gets thirteen. Who cares? They don't sustain
3: drives, though. They don't sustain drives, think, and they it, don't possess the football.
5: And you're right. And what I was going to say is the big caveat here is that Matt Canada is our offensive coordinator, and I have no faith, none, in his logic and scheme to actually just spread the ball around. Use Deontay Johnson in the slot, get first downs. That'll free George Pickens up over the top. We do it. We'll run first down and then try to...
3: No, James. The... So I'm 100% on board. The last time I think this offense did something logical in terms of deploying personnel, to be honest with you, the best thing they did in the last couple of years was put Juju in the slot and make him essentially a glorified tight end. I thought that was a brilliant move. It was, here's the ball, you're getting it five or eight yards max from the scrimmage line, turn around and fight. And we found out that Juju was a pretty tough cookie, or at least a lot tougher than people gave him credit for. And I felt that was a a wonderful personnel move. This is laid out to be a simple personnel move for Matt Canada, and they're going to screw it up, James. They're going to screw it up. He'll
5: blow it. Go oh, blow it, brother, 100%. And we can't afford to lose George Pickens. He is. He and T.J. Watt have pretty much single-handedly won us three games.
3: But do you know like, what's going to happen? Because I do. They're going to show and they're going to cut away. And the antiquated people who are fans of this team, not a lot. Well, not. I don't want to say not a lot. Not all of them, but some of them who are stuck in Jack Ham's my favorite player and Lambert, I wish he would come back. They're going to show George Pickens pouting on the sideline. And people are going to say, "What a diva! We don't need a guy like that." Listen, it's 2023. Hell, yes, you need a guy like that, and he does, and will have a right if he doesn't get the rock pump to him to be mad. Chris is in the car. Hi, Chris.
0: Hey, what's going on, Colin? Hey,
3: man. Hey, my
0: my issue, I guess, I guess, with the honor, and I'll start this off by saying I'm not not a Steelers fan. I'm a Commanders fan. As hard as that is to believe, but um. My problem with I mean, Deontay Johnson is such a good route runner, man, he's, and he just seems to get open so often that I think one of the things, like uh, what the dude was just saying, that, you know, I think he'll be able to sustain more drives since he is kind of like a safety blanket almost for him. Because almost in all, all his routes he runs, he seems to get open. And even George Pickens, when he makes, you know, the, the back shoulder throws on the sidelines and stuff, it always seems to be he's always covered. And I don't know if it's more scheme or if it says he's not a great route runner yet. But, I mean, I think that you're going to live with, You know, Deontay may be getting 10 10 targets a game with eight catches, and that's going to help you sustain drives, and then George can still get his eight or nine targets a game. Then what happens with the – well, hold on a minute
3: then. Sorry, bro. Well, no, no, you don't have to be sorry, but let's discuss this. Let's stop here because (laughs) the Steelers generally don't run that many offensive plays. So then the tight end grouping won't be part of the offense. Jalen Warren won't be part of the passing game. There won't be any threat for – any of the nonsense like the jet sweeps or getting somebody else to football moving with their with their feet moving like Calvin Austin or someone like that, then that all goes out the window. Both of these guys can't get 10 targets. Matt Canada isn't smart enough, Chris.
0: Well, I mean, I, I agree with you on that, but you got to remember Deontay hasn't played the last four weeks, so maybe they can sustain more drives and run more plays if they're having a guy that's getting open on those 8- to 10-yard routes when they need somebody to convert a third down. Because right now, I mean, as the quarterback you're looking in, his first option to be on a certain place might be George Pickens, but if he looks and he's, he's covered or he hasn't gotten that separation, you're almost going to guarantee that Deontay, as long as he's not being double teamed or, you know, they're helping in some way, that Deontay's probably going to get some separation and get open. Because even last year without the touchdowns and stuff, he still had lots of catches and, you know, he's not dropping three balls a game. I mean, he probably dropped like 10 all of last year. So, I mean, he is a pretty reliable guy in those situations. And, I think that's just going to help them sustain more drives, and then obviously you're going to run more plays. So, you know, you're not going to only throw the ball, you know, 20 times a game, you know, if you're going to be running more plays, obviously. Obviously, this, the offense could stink still, and I could be totally wrong, but, <laughs> you know, who knows?
3: It's going to be – I'll tell you what, and here's where – I don't know if we agree or not, but here's where I'm interested in. I'm interested to see where the first four or five pass attempts go. If they try to work in rhythm, if they try to get at Deontay Johnson, because that's a signature of Matt Canada. It's a signature of, well, since Johnson was here, to try to work in rhythm and get him touches early if he sits down over the middle or if they try to throw a home run ball or try to really go up top and do something. That's going to interest me on Sunday, Chris.
0: Yeah, it yeah, will. Me too. And I think I think along those same lines, I think, I mean, you've got to try to get George Pickens involved early regardless, you know. So if it's in those first, you know, so-called scripted 15 first plays or whatever, I think you have to try, at least on that first, you know, your first possession to try to get George Pickens. Because if George Pickens is getting the ball early, even if he's getting targets and, you know, maybe he's not getting, you know, home run balls to to say or whatever, he's still going to be interested. And you don't want to lose. You know, you can't afford to lose that guy, you know, having some type of, you know, less interested in the game. You bring it up
3: and and you know what? You bring it up and you say it and it sounds funny, but I'm at the point where I'm not going to resist it at all and I'm not going to fight against it, you just have to live with George Pickens having a short attention span and, in a way, lean into it, Chris. I mean, I
0: agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I mean, it's people of his caliber, man. They're, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with him being angry. You know, I think maybe if, if I was a Steeler fan and, you know, he's out there and he got five catches for, you know, 55 yards and the Steelers win and then he's pouting, maybe if that happens week in and week out, that might bother me a little bit, but... You know, no, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all
3: on that. Yeah, he wants to rock because I think he thinks that that's the best vehicle to drive them to the finish line, which is a victory. More of your calls next, 412-928-9370. And before the hour's out, why do people need to own a certain thing? I'll never understand.
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A fan. All
3: right, we'll get back into Broderick Jones before the hour is out. Uh, real quick, I need a, a hockey update. I know you gave it in the update, but give me a little bit more, Joel, Joel M B, Joel Nelson. Joel Nelson, what do you got here? Well, 4-1 Detroit. Oh, got periods. crazy quick, huh? So it's...
6: It's not looking good. You know, the Penguins get that goal in the first, um, very first minute of the game with Evgeny Malkin, and then Detroit, four unanswered Since It's not looking good for the Penguins.
3: Okay. Well, thank you for that. Good, uh, lively update from you, Joel Nelson. Uh, thank you very much. All right. It, okay. We'll get back into football in a minute. But I need your calls on this if I'm weird for thinking some people are weird. Okay. And by the way, college football season's here. Pit fans right here in Pittsburgh can hear every game for free by listening live on the Odyssey app. To get started, download the Odyssey app, follow 937 the fan. Okay, here we go. So there is a story in the Trib, one of the Trib subsidiaries. They have a lot of different community newspapers, and this one is called The Herald. And it was a paper that that I got growing up. It, it services like Sharpsburg and Aspenwall and O'Hara and Fox Chapel, um, different kind of places, right? Right in and around there in that school district. So It reads this, okay? And there's a nice picture of a, (laughs) dare I say, a woman holding a snake. Her name is uh, Sarah Smith, right? And the headline is, Sharpsburg Pet Shop Closes, But Rescue Operations Continue. After five years in Sharpsburg, the pet shop, Sarah's Pets and Plants, has closed its doors. But the nonprofit rescue associated with the store will continue its mission to aid exotic animals and place them in loving homes. Owner Sarah Smith said the cost of operating the for-profit shop just became too much. Donations helped keep the shop afloat during the pandemic, said Smith, but also held events to raise funds to keep operations going. But she said she realized it was time to uh, turn out the lights. I didn't receive funding from the government at all. It's difficult out there, and I know times are hard on a lot of people. A lifelong animal lover, Smith had a special affection. Oh, and then the the thing just, uh, the story just clicked. Smith had a, a special affection for snakes, and it goes on to say all about this pet shop that she has. Oh, you can only view this for so long, that's why it it, it disappeared. Anyway, she had a lifelong she has an affection for uh, creatures that are often overlooked. It says snakes, lizards, and birds that don't get the attention that puppies do. In 2018, she purchased a pet store in Squirrel Hill when the owner retired. She had adopted her first pets from that store. Then she relocated to Sharpsburg, yada, yada, yada. Over 600 pets have been adopted. Okay, this is the jumping off point and where I need to have a discussion with you at 412-928-9370. I'll just say this, and I don't care if people think I'm a bad guy for it. I think anybody who owns a snake is weird. All right? I do. I think anybody who owns a snake, totally weird. And can you tell me this, which I've never, ever, ever, ever understood. Why do humans need to own reptiles, particularly snakes? Why do why do we have to do that? I'll also say this, that when you see a story, and this lady looks like she's well put together, she's got it together, and she oddly enough, doesn't fall into this category. So she's probably the five to 10% of the outliers. She's a, She teaches at a college in Florida. She has a bearded dragon and a large Marge, or named Large Marge is a 10 foot red tailed boa, all this stuff, right? So she's the five to 10% that doesn't fall into this category. But 90 to 95% of the people that I see in these news stories that are involved with collecting snakes, or you see a snake gets out all the time of someone's house, and then the police go in and try to figure it out, like, oh, my snake's missing, 90 to 95% of them, dirty looking people. No other way to say it. Kind of dirtball looking people. There are exceptions, like this kind of Sarah, right? But it's just something that I'll never be able to wrap my head around. Snakes. Snakes. I'm not afraid of snakes. I see a snake. I'm out running on the trail. I leave you alone. It's going to leave me alone. I tend to use that logic a lot in life. I'm not going to fool with that snake. It's not going to fool with me. I seem to, and I see snakes every once in a while when I go out and run on the trails. It's fine. You, Mr. Snake or Mrs. Snake or Miss Snake, whatever you are you stay over there, I'm going to stay over here, I'm going to keep running, we're all good. It never has crossed my mind. And I don't know how it crosses someone's mind, and perhaps you can help me out here. Why one would find that snake or see that snake, or any snake, whether it's indigenous to Shaler Township or Bangladesh, and say... You know what would be good? Let me get that snake and bring it into my home and create a faux environment for that snake to live, and that's all good. This works. And feed it rats and mice and lettuce or whatever you feed that snake. Snake seems to be, snakes, they seem to be one of the animals. I think that lions are like this, tigers probably like this, hell, elephants maybe, there's a lot, impalas, there's a lot of animals like this, that there's absolutely no question. They seem to probably function a lot better where they really live, as opposed to an artificial environment like a cage in your bedroom. O- honestly. Honestly. So I've never understood any of this. So tell me at four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. if somebody, Chad Brown included, former Steelers linebacker, if somebody tells you, oh, yeah, I have snakes in my house, you can feel free to feel however you want about that person. I give the old one eyebrow up and go, Ah, oh, yeah, uh. That's not somebody I generally run around with. Again, do I paint with a broad brush? Yes. Do I go ahead and judge? Yes. Humans judge other humans. I've never understood the psychology of wanting a snake in your house. I'll go this far. I've really struggled to understand the psychology of kind of wanting anything other than a dog or a cat as a pet in your house ferret, hamster, uh, bearded dragon, Komodo dragon, all of that. Uh, crocodile or alligator. See this now. People have the Why do you need to have that in your house? I think that if you live in Brookline, that that alligator is probably a whole lot more happy in Belglade, Florida than it is in Beachview. What started all of this? And it generally ends bad, right? It does. It ends like this. Well, you know, it got out. Or, oh, it bit some kid. Or, how about that alligator that I had? Guess what? They saw it swimming in the Kiski River. And now, there's two of them. There was one in Terenum. It's obviously not indigenous to Terranum. Why is that? I've never understood the psychology of people wanting to have reptiles. Now, I get the fact not everybody lives by social norms, and it's probably healthy that people live kind of outside the, the the binds of social norms because we'd all be exactly the same. But nobody has ever given me a good argument as to why someone, who lives in freaking Dormont, needs to have a BOA constrictor in their apartment. Why? Why? If you can sell me on it, and you can give me a good thesis as to why, you can give me a good argument, you can present the case, I will listen. I might even come out the other side and agree with you. I don't think I will. I might, though. But to, to, I am 46 years old. And to this day, no one has ever given me a proper explanation as to why you need a boa constrictor or some kind of viper or some kind of big snake that, and I'm not even a big zoo guy, that they have at the zoo or in the Amazon or in the Everglades at your house in Aetna. Why is that? Hi, Jake. How are you?
5: What's going on, Colin. How you doing tonight?
3: I'm good. I'm trying to understand this.
5: Listen, I, I completely agree with you, but I've actually had a few buddies of mine that have had full-blown tarantulas and stuff. And that I feel like that's even more crossing the line of the state, personally. But I don't know. Some people just uh they got their weird things, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, but those see, those weird things, I I don't know. One, they could get out, and two it's just, I've never met somebody that's had one of those weird animals. That, and we're all weird. But that wasn't super Everybody weird. somebody got that. No, they don't. No, 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 no. They don't. Hey, you're, right. you're right. They could have left them where they live, Jake. That's the thing. That's the hey, you're thing. Not you're not kidding. You're not kidding. So, you know, okay, let's say you have a neighbor and he moves in. And he lives next to Jake. And he all of a sudden moves next to Jake, and he seems like an all right guy and whatever. And he says, hey, Jake, what are you doing Saturday? Oh, nothing. Ah, I just moved in. I moved here. You seem like a nice guy. Let's have a couple beers and watch college football. And you go down. You go down.
5: gonna do? He's not going to attend that
1: social event.
3: Right. And he goes down to, and go down to his basement. And you go down to his basement, and you're watching the Big Ten game. It's at noon. And you look over, and he's got this case that is gigantic. You go, oh, man, what is that? That looks weird. Oh, yeah, my boa constrictor's in there. What do you say to that? Yeah, no, I'm not even, I'm not stepping foot. I'm leaving immediately as soon as I see that. See? See? I'm not the only one. Do you do you have a snake, Joel Nelson? No, but I just want to say, if you, if you
6: own a snake or, you know, one of those other reptiles, are you getting yourself into, like, immediately into one
3: of those F around and find out situations by just owning one? It is, you know what? It's a soft launch into that, for sure. And you have a higher probability of effing around and finding out, for sure. Again, dogs, cats, commonly accepted. You got them. They're at your house. Is what it is. That's a pet, a true pet. Nobody wants some rattlesnake and they're milking it or whatever. It's just, it's not normal behavior. And I'm, I'm here to say it. Not normal behavior to have that in your house. If you got that in your house, cross me off. Not that you wanted to be my friend, but cross me off of your potential friend list. I'm just not there. I'm never going to get there. And moreover, I'm going to think you're a total weirdo. You think probably I'm a weirdo because I watch sports and I don't like snakes. You got a snake in your house. We We will never be on the same plane in life. I'm not above you. You're not above me. We're just not on the same plane because I can't understand the reward in all that. Anyway, had to get that off my chest. Back to the Steelers' offensive line, which seems like sometimes is, well, about the same as playing with snakes. It's about that much fun. Uh, Anyway, we'll take your calls next. 412-928-9370 here on The Fan.
7: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
3: 9:41, 19 minutes until 10 o'clock. I take you till 10, then just past it till about 10:30 or so. I have a huge update, a gigantic update on a story from last night that we, we kind of let off the show with. But Bill's in Greenfield and Bill wants to talk about snakes. Hi, Bill, how are you?
6: Hi Colin. How are you?
3: I'm good. Thank you for asking.
6: Good. So have you ever done anything adventurous?
7: Certainly. I've done a lot. Like what?
3: Well, in what realm? Nature. Certainly. I've rappelled. I've gone to a bunch of national parks. I've done a bunch of different things, yes.
6: Okay, cool. So you know what it feels like to want to do something other than just walk down the path, right? Sure. Have you ever saw an animal and you wanted to catch it when you were a kid, like a salamander or a frog?
3: Eh, I'm not super compelled to do that because... I'm more of a, well, that's where they live. This is where I live kind of guy.
6: Hmm. Okay. So it's just about logic.
3: Well, no. That's, that, that's odd. That's odd. Wait, no, it's not odd. It's just different than you. Kids are adventurous. Well, I'm not talking. Wait a minute. They are. Oh yeah. They might be. I wasn't talking about any kids. I was talking about grown ass people having snakes in their house. we're, We're
6: getting to that. We're getting to the Well, kids don't make it a mini
3: series. I mean, no, 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 I'm no. done at ten thirty.
6: Go right to the adults now, which is somebody like me. I'm mm-hmm. a professional. I'm in the medical business. I've had garter snakes in the house, cage behind the desk, and kids come in and they, whoever, friends, and it's cool. Wasn't weird. Nobody ever thought, hey, I, I got to leave the house. And I know you were only talking about boa constrictors and spiders, but it, it seemed like you were painting a really big broad brush with it.
3: I am. And you talk- I, I told you 90 to 95% of the people I've ever seen that collect snakes and reptiles are dirty looking people.
6: How many people have you met and talked to that, that not just not collect snakes, that are intrigued by nature, maybe beyond the normal, hey, I got a dog, I got a cat. I know just a million people are that
3: are intrigued by nature. I don't know 10 people that are intrigued that bring snakes into their house.
6: So, okay, so everybody should be kind of like get in that line and be like everybody else. I'm not That's saying it. that.
3: I'm I'm not okay. saying that at all. I am not a saying bit, there's a big. A little bit. No, there's a big difference between. Wait a minute. There's a gigantic difference between being intrigued by nature and having a boa constrictor in your apartment in Dormont.
6: D- true. Very true. very. Or an alligator. I agree. That's an extreme case where those those animals do not belong there. But if you get down to the smaller thing, the snake you catch in the yard while you're cutting grass, you put it in a tank, you put a light on it, you, whatever. The kids look at it. It's Not so weird, right?
3: Well, we just have I'm a different. i you keep it opinion. for the rest
6: of your, for the rest of the year, but you, it's something different. You know, it's, it's instead of playing football and baseball, and that's all you do. Maybe you do something different.
3: I do maybe a lot you, of different things. I just I'm I'm real big on. Animals that aren't dogs and cats are supposed yeah. to live where they live, and I live where I live.
6: Good point. Good point.
3: Agree with you. That's why I'm not what a big zoo guy either, Bill. I'm just not. I, it's never and you really. See a guy that's got a six foot alligator in his living room or in his
6: basement or a big boat, they're, they're generally pretty strange people. I got I to admit.
3: Well, yeah. Admit. And every time I see a news story where somebody had. You know, five snakes in their house, and then something happened, and one got out, and then the game sure. commissioner, or whatever, had to go in. Sure. The guy looks like he hasn't had a bath since Nixon was in office. Yep, got a
6: hair like haircut, like you know, Billy yeah. Ray Cyrus. And- right. So, what's
3: the problem? No here? shirt. What's the problem? Well, here? I think
6: we're bridge between not. It, it's not all weird. It's not all. Hey, you got to leave the house. It's not all. You know, somebody that has a snake or a different kind of pet. A lot of them are a little bit a little bit weird, but you know, uh, you got to be willing to not just be a sheep in life, right? You got to be willing to do what you want to do. Well, oh, I uh, do
3: exactly what I want to do, and it has nothing. I know you do. But I don't want to have an alligator in my house. And if, look, Me if either. somebody moved in next door and said, I have an alligator, three ferrets, and a <laughs> rat snake, I, I said, you have a neighbor then who never wants to come into your house. <laughs>
6: Good point.
3: You know, thank you, Bill. You're a nice man. But if you got snakes in your house, I just simply have no interest in being in there. Gosh. 412-928-9370. Outstanding call. Hey, whatever floats your boat. But again, I can take a boat and go down a different river, and I'm fine with it. We got to get into the Steelers again. 412-928-9370. You know, this Broderick Jones thing intrigues me because I keep coming back to this, and what a segue from snakes to the Steelers' offensive line. Draw your own conclusion. Broderick Jones, if there ever was a time to fully immerse him as, yes, you're the starter, yes, you're the guy, yes, you're getting the nod, right? If there ever was a time to say, our trust is one... 100 100 percent in you it's now and here's why and I said this earlier and I'd love to talk to you about this because I seem to I, I can't understand how we all have it wrong but the Steelers coaches have it right Los Angeles California Inglewood it's up to no good is what someone once said but Inglewood this this weekend will be full of SoFi Stadium Steeler fans 60% Steeler fans I would guess. And that's a that's a small estimate. It may even be more. Tons of Steeler fans will be there. There will be no communication issues, right? The Steeler fans will be there. They'll be there in mass as they always do in games out west as they do just about every game that's not a division game. They will take it absolutely over. There's that. Okay? Won't be communication issues. He's coming off of a game where he was one of the better, if not the best, really. Offensive Steelers players. That's fact. He was very good. So whenever you look at this, it's all adding up. And he was never overwhelmed, right? You also had, here's another point, you had an elongated time in which to prepare for this and get ready for it and study and understand the tendencies and everything that the Rams are going to do that greatly benefits a younger player. He didn't have to jump right into the week-to-week-to-week-to-week monotony in the sped-up time. He had an elongated time. So, you take – it's a pseudo-home game, quasi-home game. You take he's coming off a very good game. You take that – again, a bunch of Steeler fans are going to be there, and he had a non-traditional ramp-up to it, which was a long time. How is – and he's simply a better football player than Dan Moore and Chooks, it seems – And has a much higher ceiling. How doesn't that add up to Broderick Jones starting? How doesn't it? That's the part I don't understand. This was the easiest launch ever for a young offensive lineman. Now, Mike Tomlin might be screwing with us. He might be uh, not giving us his whole, uh, showing us all his cards. And I can understand that. And Broderick Jones will march out there with the starters on Sunday at 4 o'clock hour time. I don't think that that's going to happen. I do think it'll be Dan Moore. But if there ever was a time where it was lined up for a young left tackle to play, this is it. No communication issues. None at all. And you essentially have a home game, and you've had a ton of time to prepare for it. It will never be easier. And Mike Tomlin is missing that opportunity. Greg's at work. Greg's on the fan. Hi, Greg. Hi, how are you, Colin? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Um, I got a couple <clears throat> a couple uh couple quick questions. Um
4: one, I, I agree with you. I think they need to start Jones at uh left tackle. Um I don't under, I don't understand why you, you draft a guy that early in the draft and you don't start him. I know that the, the Steelers organization is real big on not not starting their draft picks the year they draft them. Um I I just I don't understand their logic. Uh, you, you draft a the guy, these guys to make your team better, and and you don't start them, or you don't you don't give them enough opportunities to prove they can do the job. Well,
3: let me throw uh, something at you though. You say that they aren't. Trey Norwood, Sean Davis, Shamarco Thomas, and Kendrick Green all were recent guys that started and stunk.
4: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right there. Um, you know, well, they, Trey Norwood
3: actually was okay. Sean Davis, Shamarco Thomas, and Kendrick Green got more trust in them than Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. did. And Greg, I don't understand it.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, you brought up Joey Porter Jr. Um, I, I think I think they're making a mistake and not putting him, putting them in uh, in the full defensive package instead of just the the, the dime package. Um, I don't
3: know if they're scared that he's going to get torched a lot. Yeah, but like, as opposed to what? Patrick Peterson chasing people? That's the thing. Here's the part, two that's crazy with the Steelers. Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. don't need to be the best left tackle and the best cornerback in the NFL. They don't. They don't need to be the best left tackle and the best cornerback in the AFC or the AFC North. That doesn't need to happen. They just need to be better than the people who are ahead of them in the depth chart. And that's the part that's very quizzical. You don't need to go in there and be people who are the best at what you do. You just got to be two of the best 11. And I find it impossible that those guys aren't one of the best 11 on either side of the ball. Or at the very least, better than the people who are on the depth chart in front of them. Because... I'm not talking about practice. I'm talking about what I saw in the games. Joey Porter has been good in the games. Broderick Jones was very good in the games that he played. It's just, it's tough for me to look at this and say, everybody who's diagnosing this has it wrong. Pete's in Roslyn Farms.
2: Hi, Pete. Hi, Colin. I apologize. I totally agree with you on Broderick Jones and Joey Porter. But you jogged my memory. Uh-huh. A couple couple years back, I'm a professor at CCAC. I'm teaching med term remotely during COVID. And to a little, inject a little bit of humor, teaching med term for an hour and a half, you know, <laughs> gets a little long. So, right, right. You know, and I have it up on the screen. I'm typing the term. They have to break it down and all that garganzola. Anyway. I go, you know, excuse me, I'm abbreviating, i per- pertaining to, like, I would put PT. I said, I'm not the fastest typist in the world. In fact, what would you compare me to in the animal world that you possibly would see at the zoo? In fact, the Pittsburgh Zoo has one, even though you don't like to go to the zoo. And so, you know, they're telling me things, finally, they say a sloth. And I, that's what I'm for. I go yeah yeah, I and then there's a I go two toe or three toe, you know, and just to make it a little bit humorous, at least I thought it was. So you know, I said I'm a three toe sloth. Anyway, a kid raises his hand says, "Uh, you know, Professor Viola, um, I have I was in the army, went on break back uh, home to my buddy's place in Florida." And he has had a sloth as a peck.
0: Get out of here.
2: I, to God. And I'm going, that's what I said. First of all, you have to have an exotic uh, animal license. Right. It, you know, and he said, well, I don't know if he did. I don't think he did. I go, well, I, just like you, I can't let this alone. Just sit there. <laughs> yeah. I go, well, you know what I mean? I go. I go, uh, Raymond. Where the heck did he keep it? Oh, he had it in the crate. Okay, then what's the next thing you ask? I go, oh, he let it walk free in his apartment. So he got this floss, walking it in the apartment. Of course, I'm going to ask, where the heck did it go? To the bathroom, right? And he he said, well, he had it was like a cat a litter box. And this season he didn't see the sloth go to the bathroom. I guess their digestive system is slow
3: too. Well, everything's slow. I guess, yeah. you could count on it not running away, I guess. So no. there's that. It's not like you gotta it's not like you'll see signs. Well, my dog ran away, my sloth ran away, do not chase like you see some of those signs. Great call. Great call. But man, thank you, Pete, for the call. I appreciate it. We move it along. No, I would not want to have a pet sloth either. That's off the list. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Come see their half-ton and three-quarter-ton Silverados. Visits on Chevy.com. Partly cloudy, 45 tonight. Mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. High of 68, low of 54. Chance of showers Friday through the weekend.